Hello, and welcome to Unabridged, the weekly podcast where teachers take on books. This is Sarah. Join us for bookish episodes and a monthly book club pick. This is Ashley. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unabridged Pod, or go to our website, unabridgedpod.com, where the books we read are linked for purchase. This is Jen. Check out our Teachers Pay Teachers store, our Patreon page, and our newsletter. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to support us. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hey, this is Ashley. I am here to talk with you today. This is Teaching Tidbit number 10, and I wanted to talk about incorporating more poetry into class. The reason I wanted to talk about this is I have found that poetry is often really intimidating for teachers and for students. When I first started teaching AP Lit, I felt very uncomfortable with the fact that a huge part of the AP Literature test focused on poetry. I did not feel particularly trained in how to teach poetry, and I also didn't feel very comfortable reading it at that point. And I have really come to love poetry so much, and I'm so grateful that that part of reading has opened up in my life. And so I just wanted to share a few ideas about ways that you can incorporate poetry into your class that might be rewarding to you and to your students. So I just wanted to start with some general tips that I often use with students and If they're new to poetry, which some students in your class always are, then helping them recognize that reading poetry is a different experience than reading prose is really helpful. And I often talk with kids about how we all respond differently to poetry and that it's like seeing a piece of art or hearing a song, that there will be people in the room for whom it is a really deep felt experience and other people will feel no connection at all. And the next day with a different poem, different people will have those opposing reactions. And so I think that helps bring some comfort to students knowing that that reading experience can be so different from day to day and person to person and that that's okay. So a few things I always recommend that students do. I talk with them about reading the poem from top to bottom and always starting with at least two reads of the poem. So I recommend that they read one time top to bottom quickly without thinking about it, just getting the sense of the poem. And then the second time, reading slowly and carefully and paying special attention to the title, the last line, and any phrases that stand out in the middle of the poem. And so we practice that as a training exercise. And I find that that really helps students grow more comfortable with the poems and gives them an access point. A lot of times kids just need help getting an access point to poetry. Helping them have that access point helps them get started, which often is the hardest part. So that's just a general tip that I give students. And that's, like I said, something that we practice like we would any other activity that we practice frequently. But I wanted to talk about how to incorporate more poetry into your class. I find that it's really important to incorporate it into a routine. For me, what worked best is doing poems at the beginning of class. That was the way that I could consistently incorporate more poetry into my class without letting it fall to the side because it is easy to get swept up in reading longer works or reading 
pros and then realizing that a long time has passed. I personally am a big believer in incorporating it frequently throughout the year instead of trying to have a whole unit where you only focus on poetry. I've found that that does not help students grow the level of comfort that you want them to have and it doesn't invite them to become readers of poetry, which is really a goal for me. So a couple of activities. I would start at the beginning of class and I would have a poem post-it so that they could start reading when they came into the class. And I tried to make those short enough to where they could be projected. And I found that that really helps too because the long ones I would save for certainly in a course like AP, you're going to need to read some long form poetry, but that is not something I would try to fit in at the beginning of class. So I tried to choose short poems that would invite some discussion. A few activities that I often relied on. One is one that I learned from the National Writing Project, and it's borrow a line. It's a really simple activity. All that students do is they read the poem, and then they choose a line or a phrase from the poem, and then they free write their own piece based on the line or the phrase. They do not need to talk about what they read or understood from the poem. Their piece can be entirely separate. And I've used that in a lot of different contexts, including in creative writing class and in a regular English class, and found that to be very, very successful. I often, with that one, would encourage them, just make sure you're writing the whole time. I would set a timer and say, no matter what, just keep writing. Don't cross things out. Just keep going. Get your ideas flowing. And if you're running out of things, pull another line or phrase and keep going or start again. If you need to just start afresh, that's fine. And just try to make the goal to write the whole time and get those ideas on the paper. Another activity that you can do is ask some simple analysis questions to help them again access the poem and so those can be pretty manageable so two or three questions that can get some discussion going and help them analyze the poem a little bit I find that that works really well and finally a third way that you can use those poems at the beginning of class is to have them make connections. So they can make a connection to the main text that's being read in class. They can make a connection to their own silent reading book or their choice book if you're doing literature circles, or they can make a connection to their life. But I find that those three rotating activities, one where they borrow a line, two where they answer a couple of analysis questions, and three where they make some connections to the other works that they're reading or to their own lives or other real world connections, that those things work really well and give some variety while also having the comfort of routine. I also wanted to talk a little bit about finding poems. So this can be really challenging, but it is something that as you practice more, I find that it's really fun to find poems that fit the theme or that kind of match the work that you are discussing in class. And to do that, I've come to trust certain sites like Poetry Foundation, looking for sites that frequently have a lot of access. They have a large amount of archives of different poems and that those poems have some credibility as far as being peer-reviewed. So a great thing about poetry is that there's tons of opportunity for people to get their poetry out there, and that can be really great, but I've found that students often are finding poems at poemhunter.com or other places that have no vetting process, and 
that are not going to work as well. They work great for some activities as far as just sharing poetry that really speaks to them. That is great. But if you're looking for things to use daily in class, you want to have some guarantee, basically, that the poetry has been published, that it is by an established author. And so using those credible sites is a great way to find some good access. Also, there are multiple places that do a daily email where you can get a poem in your inbox every day. And so that is another great option. Poetry Foundation has one of those that you can do daily. I get one daily from Academy of American Poets. That comes from poets.org. And what I love about getting that, and again, I think there are multiple places you can sign up for those daily poems. But what I love about that is it gives me a chance to see some poetry that I wouldn't see otherwise. And then I'm able to bookmark those poems and come back to them when I read something that they're, that is relevant. And so I really love that. And it just keeps poetry in my life, which again, I think, like I said about the routines, I think that's really important. So finally, I just want to wrap up by saying that there are a lot of resources out there. Hearing Amanda Gorman and her phenomenal poem at the inauguration just really brought to my mind how amazing it is to hear a really powerful poem and also that we want to make sure that we're teaching our students to access that type of writing and to celebrate it in the world. And so there are great resources for that. I really love Billy Collins collections, 180 and 180 more. Those are made for the classroom, of course, and are a good reference. But like I said, the thing that worked best for me is I keep a folder that I bookmark a lot of different poems, and that is a way for me to have some things to reach for when I am trying to make connections to a particular text. Hope this has been helpful and let us know what you are thinking or any questions that you have. You can find us on social media at Unabridged Pod. And thanks for listening. Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unabridged Pod or on the web at unabridgedpod.com for a list of ways to support us. We'd like to thank Jared Featherstone, who composed our theme music, Strings of Light, and Katie Amy of Amy Photography, our podcast photographer. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.